Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. It's time for a peculiar podcast. In your wildest dreams, you could not imagine the marvelous surprises that await you. Hosted by Pat Cashman. He had a fiery quality on the stage and off the stage, and he was gorgeous to look at. And back by his side, Lisa Foster. She has tattoos, she's cool. She's dangerous. Broadcasters turned rogue podcasters. It's <laughs> just a real nice surprise. They're back and on demand. Just press the button. See, you're on. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. Some people without brains do an awful lot of talking, don't they? Yes, I guess you're right. <laughs> Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. Yeehaw! Can you dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it, yeah. Hey there, welcome to our little podcast. If you've never listened before, that's okay, it's perfectly okay. There are no rules about just dropping in. It's all right. Well, it's all right. All right, if you were listening to our prior podcast, which was some time ago, and I don't think worth you know, hitting the rewind button to go back and carp over, but apparently not everybody on this podcast feels the same way. So I believe I closed the last podcast with this thing about where I was... In fact, I didn't even say it on the podcast. It was after we had stopped recording that I had previously referred to a TV show. It's on PBS stations, I believe. It's called Sewing with Nancy. Yeah, you said you there had... are more than one sewing show, but there is more than one sewing show, by the way. But this is this is the standout one. Yeah, you said, "Have you ever seen Sewing with Nancy?" Right, and I kind of laughed because I thought because you, you were talking about watching great TV. <clears throat> yeah, because I thought movies. you were being funny, and then after we yeah, I was being hilarious. After we stopped it, I went, "Wait a minute, what? Why are you being so snotty about sewing the Sewing with Nancy?" And show? I said that to me is the penultimate lame television. Because you said nobody, who would watch it? Why would you watch no, it? No, if you were into sewing, why would you watch somebody else sewing? Because. That, team, that just seems the height of lame-nosity to no, me. No, it's not the height of lame-nosity. Yeah, it is. Because when I used to make quilts. By the way, go for it because you're not going to convince me that it's not the ultimate in lame-nosity. I will. Take the stand, I'm please. going to try. What's your name? My name is Lisa All Foster. Right. You're pretty you promised to tell your opinion and nothing but your opinion, so help you God. As usual. All right. <laughs> yes. I was into quilting, and I used to watch those Channel 9 shows when the quilt ladies would come oh, on. Oh, so that's why it's not lame, because you watched no, it. No. Okay. You're, you're, now I no, see. No, your argument was it's lame because who would watch a show about so? Now I know. So now I will tell you what the ultimate lamenosity is. All right. And that's watching... It's something, sh- it's something that I like to watch, right? Probably. Yeah. Okay. See, that's it. it pro- it's I, not. It's lame... It's not Can I like, say what it is? So it's sports. No, it's It'd be not. sports, no. right? Mm-mm. What would it be that it, I watch? That it, is I don't know if you watch it, but I'm just saying, and I'm not trying to drag you into it. I'm just telling you that the lamenosity mm-hmm. meter tacks out on fishing shows. Gone fishing. I'm real gone, man. <laughs> you ain't working anymore. Could be. There's your hole out in the sun. 
Where you left a row half done You claim that hoeing uh, ain't no fun But I can prove it You ain't got no ambition Gone fishing I'm glad you brought that up because that is exactly the same level of lame No, it's not. So, yeah, it is. No, it's not because I'm not going to watch a fishing show to learn how to fish. I'm going to watch a fishing show to watch somebody catch a fish. I'm going to watch a sewing show to learn how to sew. Oh, how they make that cute little vest? Oh, I guess I'll no, watch No, I think you show. watch a fishing show for the same reason. No, These guys uh, are good fishermen. I want to be a better fisherman. How did he? How oh, does he go really? after a catfish? What really? what bait does he use? What lure does he use? So he's how, how a, does he ca- does he cast? Does he drop it straight in, in the an, water? An area does he go on a boat? Does he go on the shore? He, uh, how does he do he's it? He's in a body of water that I'm never even going to get near with fish that don't even think like the fish that think like the fish that think like my fish over here. So it's it's pointless. It's you, not going to do me any you good. You think a bobbin thinks Lake, more than a fish? Lake Washington fish aren't going to think the same way Lake Erie fish are going to think. Well, most fish don't think and, much, and period. And the but. weather's different out there, and they, they have different interests and tastes. I'm a fisherman. I'm interested in how they fish in Lake Michigan, oh, for example. Oh, my God. Okay, that, so... That's how it would be. Sewing is the same no matter where you are. It's the same in <laughs> Delaware. It's the same in Sri Lanka. It's the same all over the world. I think you got What's me. What's to know? I think you got me. <laughs> No, but I will agree. The fishing shows are lame. We gone fishing instead of just a wishing. And you can throw hunting in there for that. For that, do they have hunting shows? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And they show guys killing deer, and then they. And then really? they show their bloody carcass, oh, and then they're God grinning sake. for all they're worth. Look what I do. People ask me how I do it, and I say there's nothing to it. You just stand there looking cute, and when something moves, you shoot. And there's ten stuffed heads in my trophy room right now. Two game wardens, seven hunters, and a purebred Guernsey cow. And I hate that when people post that stuff on Facebook. Yeah. Built me a bar when I was only three. Why? Don't put, don't put the dead bear on Facebook. I don't want to see that. Yeah. Well, I, I, we have a member of our family, mm. uh, and I've talked before, that is... I do, too. ...into hunting big time. I mean, they... Uh, I do, too. And there's nothing wrong. If that's what your deal is, fine. It's not my deal. I don't get it, but... If that gives you jollies to kill another living creature, oh, I'm not going to preach about it, am I? No. Yeah. But I, but I, I just don't get it. It's just, it's like a language you don't understand. I and know. It doesn't mean that's not a fine language. It's just one that you don't speak. So, but they post these pictures, and one of one of the classic was that uh, he posted a picture of his spouse over a oh. dead boar. Oh God. That had been caught on a preserve or something like that. And then it was on Facebook, I think. And then these were the words. He said, I have never been more proud oh, Lord. of my wife than I am right now <laughs> as she took down this gigantic boar with a bow and arrow. I love you, honey. Oh, gosh. Yeah, so. I bet they had you know, hot, yeah. hot sheets that night. Good <laughs> Lord. That's just awful, and you can't unsee it. I can't. I can't. Well, the word pork comes to mind. I can't yeah. unsee those poor little. Di- yeah. I think the only th- way hunting should be allowed is if the boar, if the 
if the boar was going to eat your face off, yeah. then, then, then it's fair. Yeah. Then go for it. If, well, you know, we've talked about this before, and, and, and everybody does. But, I mean, the idea that it is, call it what you want, but don't call it sport. I mean, sport to me is like two foot, two teams going at each other. They have the same basic skill set. Uh, they have the same weaponry. They wear the same uh, pads and helmets and all that. So it's it's they're going at it with the equal uh, opportunity to win or lose. Mm-hmm. Uh, how is a deer going to have a chance against a gun uh, with a sight on it yeah. uh, that can be leveled and shot from hundreds of yards away? I know, uh, etc. So I don't want to talk about it's this not anymore. sport. It, it's it, you're going hunting, but don't put it in sports pages. Then belong there. Which, of course, um, I guess you know, with Thanksgiving coming up, I do feel a little sorry for the turkeys. I always do too. Yeah. We were on a trip recently back in eastern Washington, my wife and I, and we came across wild turkeys running across the road. Where? And they were very, they were kind of, uh, this was over in eastern Washington, oh, okay. over uh, up uh, Okanagan area. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so. How big is a wild turkey, well, by the way? Well, they are strike they? you because they're not big, because they're not. Oh, they're sit- little? Well, they're not little, but they're not fat, like the turkeys you get at the store, because nobody's ingesting them with stuff to make them fat. Right. And so they're more free range running around. Right. But I don't know when you see when you see anything in person in the wild and see it's got eyeballs, it's and got feelings, a, it's got a little family, maybe it's walking around, it's breathing the air, hopes and dreams, it's got hopes and dreams. I know, and maybe it's very creative, you know, and it had, maybe it could be a, a great painter if it had if anybody gave it an easel and some. And a palette to work with, you know, I you never do. know. I know. I feel guilty, and then I'm such a hypocrite because that is not going to stop me from cramming my face with turkey on Thanksgiving. It is good, and I'm going to probably cram my face with a chicken leg tonight and a hamburger patty tomorrow. And well, this again is familiar territory. It but is. I know. You remember well for me because you remember my my uh, excursion into becoming a vegan years ago this is back when we were on the radio and i didn't know this i really didn't know this yeah i didn't really know that i was a vegan until somebody pointed it out to me i had decided that i was going to lower my cholesterol level without taking cholesterol lowering medication i didn't i wanted i wanted to maybe not do that if i could not why can i stop you right there i know if you can take a pill just take a pill i know so much easier. Well, I came around to your way of thinking, but at the time, and even my doctor said, "Hey, look, I have high blood pressure. I take medication. You, you can take it. It's not. It's not anything to be ashamed of, or whatever it is that keeps you from taking it." And he finally convinced me. Okay, I yeah, okay. Yeah. But there are naturopathic ways, and this was kind of more of my way of thinking. Maybe I can do this naturally. So, a friend of mine who had had two heart attacks. I said, so what did you learn from that? He said, well, I'll tell you what. I just don't eat anything that has cholesterol in it. I mean, nothing. The only indulgence I have is once a month, I'll let myself eat some salmon because I love salmon. Really? So I started thinking about that. Wow. And he he looked good and he'd lost weight and he looked fit and healthful. And I thought, 
I'm going to try that. What? Why not? So I found myself just eating. Uh, I just that was it. Anything had cholesterol in it. I did not eat. Doesn't so everything I, have cholesterol in not it? Er, no. Lettuce. No. That's all you ate. Okay. Okay. Now listen. Now. Okay. So I didn't eat meat. Right. It didn't that's, eat. That's right. easy. Turkey, pork, any meat. No. Okay. Didn't eat. Wouldn't eat eggs. Well, yeah. they have cholesterol right. in them. Uh, cheese. Wouldn't right. drink milk. Right. It, anything with cholesterol in it was off my Okay, excreter. so what did that leave you with? What did you eat? It leave me with a lot of uh, healthful things. Fruit, vegetables, of course. Ugh. Peanut butter, Ugh. bread. Okay, peanut oh. butter. Now, I would have thought peanut butter would have had cholesterol in no, it. No, I don't think it does. Well, no, I better and think about I that. bread, I thought, had cholesterol. Uh, pe- I, I don't know. No, peanut butter doesn't have cholesterol because it doesn't come... Oh. From right, an right, animal. Right. Anything oh, that comes from it. an animal. I see. Okay. Got it. So this is the thing. And I am losing weight. And in fact, I get so skinny that I lose all my muscle mass, of which I have little to spare. How long know. did you stay on this ridiculous Year and a half. <gasps> Year and How half. did I not know this? So I was eating these these substitute things, like the fake chicken and the tofurkey. Yeah, because those are surely healthy for you. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what I'm going to tell you, is that it finally all came to a epiphany uh, on two incidents. One was when my wife said, hey, honey, I'd like that TV set over there moved from there over to that other room. I said, okay. So I I do pull it out of the wall and all that, and I pick the TV up, and I go down to the floor. What? Yeah, I could not lift it. It was too heavy for me. TV I'd lifted around plenty of times before. And I had these little... Wow. I had these little pipe cleaner arms. So you like turned pencils. into a 98-pound weakling. Yes. The kind that you see in the back of comic books. Yeah, I did. Wow. And so that was that. So I wasn't... And I, now, I'm not saying all vegans are weaklings, but you have to eat compensatory well, foods yeah. and you know do things to, to offset it. I wasn't I doing that. I would say if you put a vegan and a carnivore in a ring, I'd be, I know exactly what I'd be betting on. <laughs> So I don't, I don't just think by saying oh, I don't think vegans are yeah. weaklings. I just well, it's protein. You gotta get, yeah. you gotta get your protein. So then I, um, but the other watershed moment was when I uh, had decided I'm gonna have tofurkey for Thanksgiving, and everybody else, we have family over. Everybody else is having turkey, oh and just the name. <laughs> Tofurkey. Yeah, it's, it's turkey that's shaped like a turkey, but it's made out of tofu. It's made out of soy. Just ridiculous. And, you know, people people who are into it will really ballyhoo this stuff. They'll say, oh, my God, it's so good. You, you'll be, you will like it better than any turkey you've ever eaten. It is so good. And I can't believe you don't remember this, because when I was really into this vegan thing, I came to Como when we were on Como Radio one morning. And I brought uh, these fake chicken things, the fake chicken McNuggets. I brought those. We heated those up, and I brought some other. I don't remember foods. this. And I and I was so uh, brainwashed by it. Then I told you, I said, "Now seriously," and there's Bill Swartz and, and yeah. Gary Hoffman. I said, now, "You guys, you try this stuff, and you will agree that it tastes just as good as real chicken or real whatever." And you will you'll be a convert. It's just as good, and it's much more healthy for you. And what and did I say? You guys hated it. <laughs> you said, "Are you out of your 
fucking mind? This is awful. So if you drink the Kool-Aid, though, yeah. and well, it's like when you start to believe. Yeah, well, it's like when you convert from you drinking regular Coca-Cola to Diet Cola, you do it for a while, and then pretty soon Diet Coke, yeah, it tastes pretty good. Yeah. I think it's pretty good yeah. until you go back and have a real Coke again, and then you go, oh, man, exactly. that other stuff's so bad. I'm trying to cut down on sugar, um, trying. I'm not really doing very well. But so I same very same thing. I went to, into the store, and I went, well, I must have some ice cream, but if I'm going to have some, I'll get the, mm. the kind that doesn't have any sugar added. How about soy ice and, cream, maybe? Well, or does that have sugar in it? Well, I don't know. Anyway, so I bought a big tub of this no-sugar ice cream. Yeah. And... You know, you take a bowl of it, and, yeah. and I went, well, yeah, no, that's not bad. It's not bad. Did it have, uh, it's like, okay. did it have, like, stevia or something substitute for it? I, I no. don't know, but I'm very look, much looking forward to the day I go have a real bowl of ice cream, because yeah. you're right. I'm trying to brainwash myself into thinking that it's going to be okay. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's like trying to make yourself cut down on salt, and then so I don't have any salt in my food, and you, it just doesn't taste very good. I know. I mean, uh, I don't want to have any fat, and things don't fat taste really good. I'm sorry, it does. Well, I so don't. It's hard. I don't know if you've heard about this new product. In fact, I heard this on the way over here, um, a radio ad for a brand new product. Um, <laughs> it's a weight loss water. Ooh, water. Clear water, water. Well, now wait a minute. What? What water has no calories in it anyway? No fat, nothing. It's water. Hey, listen. All I'm saying is the ad says it's a sham. Weight loss water. We're, we're, we we believe in this product so much. We're going to send. We're giving it away for free right now. Fifteen bottles. If this is what Wait I love, a minute. hang on. This is what I love about every every weight loss product. The disclaimer is, you will lose a lot of weight on this weight loss, this brand new weight loss water. If you lose too much, just drink less water. Is what their disclaimer is. As if anybody's on a diet has ever said, "Oh my God, I'm just losing way too much weight here." Except for you. You want to well, know what the no, name? No, no, I'm no, I'm, I'm with you. Do you and and to... I, I thought you were going to say results may vary. Yeah, well, that that, that lets you that lets you off will. the hook with everything. Results may vary. Well, then you your claim means nothing. Do you want to know the most interesting part of this? Is the name of this weight loss water? Would you like to know what it is? Um, running water. Uh-uh. Uh, diarrhea. Uh-uh. Uh, what? It's called swell. Swell. <laughs> That's the worst that name. The that means you're going to retain water, right? That's the worst. I'm driving up your lap of my ass. That's up. pretty funny. <laughs> That's right. Swell weight loss water. I think you're swell. I think you're swell. Um, did anybody, anybody have a meeting about this? Anybody? Did anybody have a meeting about that driving uh, instruction company called Swerve? Have you seen that? No. Yeah, there's a company. It's called Swerve. Really? That's 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 the name of your company where you're teaching people to drive carefully. Oh my gosh. Oh man. I don't know. Swell, Swell weight too loss good. water. It's, that's too good. It's fantastic. Yeah, it is. So I was gonna try to find the ad uh, on my laptop here to play it, but maybe we can find it. And, Do you think and it's on it YouTube? 
Yeah, well, I just tried to find it and I couldn't. Okay. But we have friends over at Como. Maybe they'll send us a copy of it. Well, if it's on YouTube, I'll play it right now. If I didn't find it, then, I, then, then didn't you didn't just it. hear but, it right there. But, yeah, yeah. Swell away. Yeah, so the, the, you're right. The ridiculousness of this weight loss water. Don't think that's going to not... I'm, that's not going to stop me from getting my 15 free bottles. I'm going to try it. What if this is the real deal? Now, wait a minute. What if it is? Now, wait a minute. What? Now, I know you didn't get all the information because you never do from an ad but i think you know a lot of people know that the best way you can lose weight is to drink a lot of water but does it say it's water with an additive of some kind it, there has to be something added to it or it's I'm just sh- water of course i'm sure it is yeah well what although they're stupid enough to call it swell i don't think they're stupid enough to just sell me bottled water could it be uh what do they add e coli but just Maybe. a little bit or, so you'll lose weight yeah or worms yeah. Or cocaine. <laughs> or fragments of tapeworm. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, so I'm going to I'm gonna order it. And you ha- heard the ad where? On Como Radio. Hmm. Como you know what? AM 1000. I hate to speak ill of our former Remember brother. Remember when we were on that station? But they will take ads from anybody. <laughs> they really will. <laughs> they will take advertising from anybody. Hi, my name is Ted Jenkins. I strangle people. If you'd like to know more, call this number. I mean, it doesn't matter. Buy my new book. As long as he pays his bills on time, that's, that's right. good enough for me. That's right. Oh, boy. So there's okay, that. Okay, so there's that. So now what? Now what? Now, now where do we go? I know you had an email from a listener that you wanted to read. Well, I did. I did. And do maybe you want this, to read it? Yes, I would. This is uh, from uh, Chris, who uh, is a, an attorney. So right then and there, his email's afford more credence than others to me. What kind of attorney is he? I don't even know. I might be interested. I don't know. He, he might <clears throat> just, just in general. Yeah, well, the only attorney that we know well is Fred Hopkins. And Fred, his only he, the only thing he does, what does he do? I don't I know. I thought he Hmm, now I oh, this is all he does. This is all he, he's an attorney. He's gone to law school. He's a very smart man. He's smart. What does he do? His only thing he does is he gets people out of parking tickets. That's it. <laughs> I think Seriously. That's, that's so great. That's his whole deal. That's all he does. There should be a show about him. Yeah. Just like Better Call Saul. There should be a show about the, that, that guy. And I think you're swell. But before we get to that, we need to talk. We didn't talk about this last. Do you want to talk yeah, about I've been, it? Yeah, I've been postponing talking about it. I. How are you feeling? Because I don't know. I mean... I don't know. I haven't checked. And no, we certainly we, haven't gotten any calls. Well, the results are known by the time we record this podcast. And I think it's fair to assume, it's logical to assume, that we did not win the best of Western Washington contest for the best podcast. on to that email i don't really care i don't i don't care you cared though do you didn't you did you care are you okay no <laughs> no i we didn't. made a great run and well was, to say i didn't care then that disallows all the people who went out of their way know, to vote for us I know. thank you for that yeah uh it, we got it, it we broke the top 10 yeah we did we came from far back of the pack we were like 26. the race in the spike jones song beetle bomb it's this song. 
a beautiful day for the race. Stooge Hand is the favorite today. Assault is in there. Dog Biscuit is three to one. Safety Pin has been scratched. <laughs> and at 20 to one, Beetle Bomb. Now the horses are approaching the starting gate, and uh, there they go! He's in last place, and somehow he wins. That we almost were Beetle Bomb. We almost won. I, I considering where we started. Yeah. There were like 60 plus. And we were probably 70th. But we came back, and you know, thanks to a lot of people who care. I think the one I don't even know who won. I won't even speculate, but I do know that. I don't know who won either. They, they're the podcasts that have deeper benches. They have more people. They have friends. They have cousins, family. We didn't call. We didn't really go for that. We went for people who actually mm-hmm. listen to the podcast. I'll guarantee you, the winner of the best podcast uh, is riddled with vote with voters who never really ever listened to their podcast they just kind of went out and said hey larry you know remember that time i fixed your uh, sawhorse do me a favor would you vote for me the best podcast sure sure yeah i'll do that by the way the sawhorse is busted again can you fix it yeah i'll get around to it well that's what i think well, I'm. But we maybe probably that, had, maybe that's the loser's probably, lament. No, we probably had a couple of votes like that as well. People who believed in our podcast and loved it and said to their friends, "Hey, do you mind, you know, sharing this with other people and giving us a vote?" So I don't think we're kind of, we're above that. We're I don't. Not? I don't think we are. Uh, I was. I guess you're right. I don't want to admit it. Um, probably right. Damn yeah, it. Yeah. Anyway, I, it is a wound. Uh, it's not a gaping wound, but it is. Uh, it does sting a little. There's been bit. some loss of blood from from it, but we'll move on. Are you gonna watch the Best King Evening Magazine Best of Western Washington? No. Special? Are you kidding me? I'm boycotting that baby. Here's to those who love not to wisely, no, not wisely, but too well. To the girl who sighs with envy when she hears that wedding bell. To the guy who'd throw a party if he knew someone to call. Here's to the losers. Bless them all. I wouldn't watch that if you held a hey, sawed-off shotgun in my head. I was. A, you didn't. I. T- I tweet. I tweeted you. I texted you the other day because I was coming back from a trip and I'm at the Master Park parking lot. Oh yes. CPAC, get in my car and they have. Master Park B has all these televisions above the countertop, and there, there's you and Chris, Chris Cashman on Evening. What were you doing on Evening Magazine? Because they didn't have the sound hmm. up. Oh, I know what and we I were doing. And I texted you, and we you, were plugging you, our. You never our, answer my questions. We were plugging our. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. We were plugging our. I didn't know what you meant. You didn't say what. You just said we were on TV, but I thought it was you see a commercial or something. Mm-mm. No, we were on uh, plug, plugging our TV show, the 206. Mm-hmm. It was we had our season debut a couple of weeks ago and then our, we had a second show uh this week that was nice um, they let you on there considering you're yeah. not, we're not the best podcast yeah i know surprised it, you got in the door a, they they were they did they were very kind to uh, plug our show it's on the same station as evening magazine so it makes sense for them you're not going to see como or cairo tv plugging us yeah in fact um we will go on different radio stations mm-hmm. and and morning shows and things like that to promote our show and things like that so i had these interviews set up 
Because I know, you know, you know all these old people over at Como Radio. They're old friends of ours. Yeah. And I had all these interviews set up. I was going to do one in the morning on the morning show with my good friends, Greg Herschelt. Yeah. And then in the afternoon, our other good friends, Jane Shannon. And uh, who was on in the afternoon? with? I can't remember. But anyway, so I'm all set up to do this. And then I'm actually getting in my car. And they, one of them calls me and says, hey, you know what? Uh, we can't uh, we can't have you come on the shows. I said, well, why? What? Well, you know, the people up in Como TV oh. are just not comfortable with promoting a show that's on King. I go, well. Oh, brother. It's more about the comedy show. It's local comedy. Uh, we're not we're not trying to denigrate your your TV station there. It's. Uh, anyway, I thought this is a pointless argument. Really? Never mind. That's okay. so petty. So they're protecting their yeah their I'm, turf. It's who, just silly. And, and whoever you're killing in the ratings opposite them is what the eleven yeah. o'clock news cash cab or something. We're on at one o five in the morning. <laughs> That's right. One o five. Right. You've wor- that worried about? You afraid we might be cutting into uh, you know Ron Popeil's show or something like that? Come on. I don't know. It just but it just it just was weak. And, So, okay, let me read this uh, story. Okay. It was sent by Chris, and uh, but it's not. It didn't originate from him. He saw it and he put it under the headline of "Feel Good Story." <laughs> so I thought to make to really enhance it as a feel good story, I will read it as written, but I'll add some music here to that to further elicit some emotion from people who may be listening all right it is a feel-good story you're gonna cry in a oops sorry i keep doing that why do you keep doing that don't do that during the feel-good story it'll ruin it i'm all crammed in this corner but is it the feel when you say a feel-good story you'll see when you like you cry a good cry is that what you mean i think so i think you might when was the last time you cried a good cry a Mm, good cry not a not a an anguish cry hmm that's a good question i don't know Movies uh, are what usually will get me to well, cry. Well, Sewing with Nancy made me cry pretty <laughs> good last up. time I saw Okay. <laughs> You're such an ass. <laughs> All right, go. Okay, here we go. Um, feel good story. Here we go. This is the story of Miracle Mike. Mike, the headless chicken. He was a plump five-year-old cockerel when he was unceremoniously beheaded on the 10th of September, 1945. Farmer Lloyd Olson of Fruta, Colorado, did the deed because his wife Clara was having her mother over for dinner that night, and Olson knew that she always enjoyed a bit of roast chicken neck. With that in mind, Olson tried to save most of Mike's neck as he lopped his head off, but in doing so, he accidentally made his axe miss Mike's jugular vein, plus one ear and most of his brain stem. And to his surprise, Mike didn't die. In fact, Mike stuck around for a good 18 months without his head. Immediately after it happened, Mike reeled around like any headless chicken would, but soon settled down. He even started pecking at the ground for food with his newly minted stump and made preening motions. 
His crows had become throaty gurglings. Oh Olson, bewildered, left him to it. The next morning, when Olson found Mike asleep in the barn, having attempted to tuck his head under his wing as he always had, the farmer took it upon himself to figure out how to feed this unwitting monstrosity. Mike had earned that much. All Olson had to do was deposit food and water into Mike's exposed esophagus with a little eyedropper. He even got small grains of corn, sometimes as a treat. Mike's unlikely survival has everything to do with how his skeleton was shaped, explained a poultry physiologist and neurobiologist at the University of Arkansas. Because a chicken's skull includes two huge holes for holding its eyes in place, its brain fits snugly into the remaining space at a 45-degree angle. This means you could slice the top bit of the brain off while still leaving a good portion, with the cerebellum and the brain stem behind. Because the brain is at that angle, you still have the functional part that is so critical for survival intact. Oh my God. That Mike's cerebellum was positioned below his massive eye holes and was spared by Olson's axe means that Mike was still perfectly able to perform basic motor functions and breathe. He was just a little bit more clumsy now because, well, you know, he had no eyes. Mike? I don't feel good. There's not too much left. Okay. Mike? You should feel good. Mike was so unfazed by the whole experience. <clears throat> Mike was so unfazed by the whole experience that Farmer Olson decided to hit the road and take his miracle fowl on a national tour. He was featured in Time Magazine and Life, got his name in the Guinness Book of Records, and had his own sideshows, giving the American public the chance to meet Mike, the headless wonder chicken. Mike even had his own manager, who must have done a good job because he made Olson an absolute fortune. At the height of his fame, Mike was making $4,500 a month, and this was back in 1945, and he was valued at $10,000. Mike's success resulted in a wave of copycat chicken beheadings, oh my God. though none of the unfortunate victims in that case lived for more than a day or two. Not that Mike knew what was going on, but if Mike could have seen the part of the sideshow and photo shoots where Olson or his manager would hold up Mike's dried severed head next to his neck, he probably would have been offended. And what would have made matters worse was the fact that he would have known that it wasn't even his head and wouldn't have been able to say anything about it because the reality is Olson's cat actually ran off with Mike's original head. It's almost a given that with all his fame and fortune, something tragic was going to happen in a nondescript motel room to turn all the dreams into dust. The national tour had taken Mike and Farmer Olson to Phoenix and they were hanging out in their motel room. Mike was snacking on some corn bits, but then he began to choke. Oh no. Mr. Olson to his horror, realized he'd left the eyedropper at the previous day's show, and he was unable to clear his airwaves, and Mike choked to death. Even headless chickens have no business flying that close to the sun. 
In the 18 months that he spent without his head, though, Mike grew from a mere two and a half pounds to almost eight pounds. In an interview after his death, Olson said Mike was a robust chicken, a fine specimen of a chicken, except for not having a head. They still love Mike in Colorado. Every third weekend of May, locals hold an annual Mike the Headless Chicken Festival, where they can enjoy music and contests and food, which is what Mike would have wanted. Mike just seemed like that kind of chicken. That kind of headless chicken. That is a feel-good story. And there goes the winner! to Peculiar Podcast. I hate goodbyes. <laughs> Join Pat and Lisa online at PeculiarPodcast.com. The gift that keeps on giving the whole year. And on the Peculiar Podcast Facebook fan page. Sweet. On Twitter at Peculiar Podcast, at Mr. Pat Cashman, and at Foster Chick. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration. 